Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Tuesday, April 4th. On this date in 1968, civil rights leader Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated in Memphis. He had given a speech the night before to striking sanitation workers and told them he had been to the mountaintop. And on this day in 2015, Walter Scott, a 50-year-old North Charleston man, was shot to death while running from a traffic stop. North Charleston police officer Michael Slager was recorded in a bystander video firing at Scott. He would be charged with murder, but the charge would eventually be dropped in a plea deal. Slager would be sentenced to 20 years in prison after pleading guilty to a federal civil rights violation. Now let's check in with the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center for your Tuesday forecast. Hey, good Tuesday morning to you. Watch out for some patchy fog this morning. Otherwise, a nice warm day on the way as we climb towards 80 at lunchtime. Partly cloudy to mostly sunny this afternoon. Highs in the mid-80s for today. We'll be back there again tomorrow and on Thursday. Plenty of sunshine. Next couple of days, dry weather. A few showers possible on Friday. We're going to watch a front that nears the area. Could stall out briefly on Saturday. Right now, it looks like it may be on the move on Sunday, which could help to dry us out a little bit on Easter Sunday. So we'll watch that forecast closely. It does look like it will cool us down, though, for the weekend. High Saturday and Sunday in the 60s. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast. Powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. An alleged Alec Murdoch conspirator will remain behind bars after a judge reinstated his bond. A South Carolina grand jury indicted Curtis Eddie Smith last year on multiple money and drug and conspiracy charges. Smith initially had his bond set at $250,000. That was revoked after the state argued Smith violated his house arrest and misrepresented how much money he had. Judge Clifton Newman has reinstated the same $250,000 bond. Smith will also be under the same conditions as his original bond remaining under house arrest, consenting to random drug testing and having no contact with any co-defendants or witnesses. Smith also is facing separate charges related to his alleged involvement in a failed suicide for hire scheme involving convicted killer and former attorney Alec Murdoch that has yet to be addressed under the hearing. Attorneys in the family of a Hampton County teen found dead in 2015 are now offering $35,000 for any information that will lead to the arrest and conviction of anyone involved in his death. The coroner and Highway Patrol originally said Stephen Smith died from a hit and run, while the state law enforcement division later opened an investigation into his death in 2021. And last month, they announced they're investigating Smith's death as a homicide. Over the weekend, the family's attorney said Smith's body was exhumed and re-examined as part of that investigation. The man convicted of kidnapping, raping, and killing Brittany Drexel has not, has not responded to a wrongful death lawsuit filed against him, and now that deadline has passed. Drexel was vacationing in Myrtle Beach in 2009 when she went missing. It wasn't until May of last year that Raymond Moody confessed to kidnapping, raping, and killing her in Georgetown County. In January, Drexel's mother filed a lawsuit against Moody for intentional infliction of emotional distress and outrage. Documents show Moody was served that paperwork in February and had until March 23rd to file a response. An entry of default has now been entered. That means Moody does not contest anything alleged in that lawsuit. The solicitor's office says Drexel's mom will get a judgment that will determine how much she is owed. 
Well, you won't see any oil rigs off the Palmetto State shore, and a Lowcountry representative says that's a big win for the state of South Carolina's coastline. Congresswoman Nancy Mace describes an offshore drilling ban that she got solidified in a House bill dubbed the Low Energy Cost Act. That passed in the U.S. House, and that bill is now headed to the Senate. Our Molly McBride spoke to Representative Mace about how, if passed, this ban could impact right here in the Lowcountry. The congresswoman tells me she made a promise to protect our coastline when she was sworn into office, a promise she's working to keep. Representative Mace tells me a ban on offshore oil drilling would positively impact our coastal community. There relies so much on major industries like tourism and fishing. She says an oil spill would cause unimaginable damage to our state in a number of ways. The tourism industry is a multi-billion dollar industry here in the low country. People come here for with, because we have clean beaches, clean water, clean air, beautiful landscapes, oak trees, swamps, cypress trees, you name it. It's just a beautiful setting and we want to make sure we keep our environment clean and we don't, I mean, no one wants to see an oil rig off South Carolina's coast. I spoke to Eddie Moore, the senior energy program director at the Coastal Conservation League, who tells me offshore drilling can be catastrophic. Moore has been working to prohibit offshore drilling since 2014 and tells me it's heartening to see Mace take action on such an important issue. Anywhere you live in South Carolina, the coast is valuable to you. And this is where people take their families for vacation they expect to pass that on to their children. The vote to pass the Low Energy Cost Act was 225 to 204. It's now on the way to the Senate, where it will have to pass before landing on the president's desk. On Sullivan's Island, Molly McBride, Live 5 News. Well, state lawmakers are updating consumer fraud prevention laws to now include requirements for pool contractors. Lawmakers hope to close the loophole that has allowed those contractors to work with no oversight, possibly hurting consumers financially. Right now, consumers who encounter fraudulent pool contractors, they're often hit in civil court with no way of getting justice or getting that money back. Representative Leon Stavernakis says he hopes the legislation will get a full vote in the State House of Representatives by the end of the week. North Charleston Police Chief Reggie Burgess has officially kicked off his campaign for mayor. Last night, the outgoing police chief held his first official campaign event since announcing last month. Burgess, a North Charleston native, has served as police chief in North Charleston since 2018. During the event, he talked about his upbringing in the city and how it shaped him. Current North Charleston Mayor Keith Summey has endorsed Burgess. Right now, there are two others officially declared in the race. One is longtime North Charleston Council Member Rhonda Jerome. She's worked for the city for nearly 20 years. The second is John Singletary, a local business owner and North Charleston native who is a familiar name in the mayoral race, as this is his third time running. The Charleston County School District is moving to dismiss a lawsuit their former attorney filed in February. The lawsuit involves the firing of Mercedes Pinckney Reese. The school district had cited a personnel issue as the reason for her termination. Life 5 obtained a letter that reveals the district superintendent, Don Kennedy, determined she was not satisfactorily performing as the reason she was fired. In the lawsuit, Pinckney Reese claims her firing is in violation of her contract and her right to free speech. She says she sent a letter to Kennedy and school board members about issues she had with Kennedy's decision to hire outside co-general counsel to head up their legal department. CCSD has released a statement about the lawsuit, reading in part, 
We do not believe there is any merit to Ms. Pinckney Reese's claims, and the district looks forward to a quick resolution in its favor. A Charleston County School Board member accused of threatening a teacher with a gun is pushing back. In a statement, Board Member Ed Kelly says the story relayed is a misrepresentation of what happened. A speaker says Kelly was at a private Moms for Liberty meeting when Kelly said he would bring a gun to the house for a teacher who came out as transgender and asked the class to refer to them by different pronouns. Well, according to Kelly, the child's teacher had told the class that they would no longer use the mistitle and instead would like to be addressed as Mr. Kelly says he told the Moms for Liberty group what I actually said was given how understandably agitated he was, I applaud the father for making the right choice to write an email instead of pick up a gun. The school district has placed the teacher on administrative leave while they investigate the situation but insist it's not a punitive measure. There's also a petition and calls for Kelly to resign. A bill to hold charter schools more accountable in South Carolina is getting closer to becoming a law. A state Senate subcommittee has advanced the Charter School Accountability Act. The way charter schools work in the state is every school gets its charter from an authorizer, which allows them to operate. These authorizers are responsible for holding failing schools accountable. However, in the past, schools at risk of losing their charter have changed authorizers, which allows them to continue to operate. This bill would make that harder to do and add more transparency. In the end, this has got to be about children and taking care of children and making sure that they have uh, the best educational option for them so that, so that they can thrive and, and flourish in this state. And more accountability is going to drive outcomes for these children. The bill will now go to the full Senate Education Committee, which will then decide to send it to the full Senate for debate as early as next week. Celebrating birthdays today, actor Craig T. Nelson, TV's coach, is 79. Talk show host Graham Norton is 60. Actor Robert Downey Jr. is 58. Magician David Blaine is 50. And actor James Roday from Psych is 47. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Morning Y'all. From Live 5 News, I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Morning Y'all. Produced every weekday morning. You can listen and subscribe at live5news.com slash podcast. And download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.